0: That was uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow by uh, Izzy, the uh, late and famous Hawaiian performer. Now, I first met Joe Recker, a marvellous Hawaiian native storyteller, about a dozen years ago on a travel writers' conference on the islands of Hawaii. Joe was a kumu, a teacher, an historian, and uh, an expert on the Hawaiian customs and culture, particularly around the shores of Waikiki. He was also an entertainer who'd worked with some of the big names in show business. The last time I met Joe, he came to my Waikiki hotel. We had a marvellous chat. Joe died last week and has been widely mourned and remembered as no ordinary Joe. He was a true gentleman of Hawaii who worked hard to help keep his culture alive. He was also a direct descendant of Hawaii's first monarch, King Kamehameha the first. Joe, for, for people who come to Hawaii, whether they are corporate visitors here on a, on a convention or a business trip or a planning session for their accountancy firm or whatever it is, as well as for the leisure visitor, why, why does Hawaiian culture matter to them?
1: Well, it should if it doesn't, because why, would, why are you coming here? What makes Hawaii that destination that you want your group to experience? What is it here that you're looking for? It's been here from the get-go, that spirit of aloha. There are beautiful places around the world that are as beautiful, or maybe more beautiful than here. But you've, you've come across a big lake to get here. Why spend all that time? We got beaches, yeah. We got windsurfing, we got surfing lessons, we got canoe paddling, but the essence of who we are as people and where we came from, I feel will make it more significant of a visit if you realize what this spirit of aloha and how that spirit of aloha has taken this culture to all its changes it survived all the changes and how does that happen it's a giving spirit and in my process when I'm asked to do a, a opening I ask that this spirit prevail over this conference, this meeting, because it's then and only then can you come to uh, agreements when none can be had. There's a process that happens when that spirit of aloha prevails. And by understanding the Hawaiian people and where we came from and how we got here and how we existed without any outside influence, Understand, we have the water, we have the ocean, we have the rich soil. How do we survive without having to have to go to Costco, or call a pizza hut, or do all of these things that we are so used to today for centuries? We were existing centuries before the first arrival of uh, foreigners and when they got here they saw this very primitive group of people who already had gods we had a system where the ocean gave us food the land gave us vegetables and we lived a healthy strong life we're God fearing even though it wasn't the God that was brought here who who I'm, I'm follow with all my heart now mm. but this Waikiki alone supported over hundred thousand Hawaiians. When people of my mom's generation and before, they talk about Waikiki as swampland. But that didn't happen because of Hawaiian. That happened because of foreign influence.
0: Right.
1: You know, so mm. how did that how did hundred thousand live here? go surfing, work the land, fish, dry the f- seafood. This area we're in, mm-hmm. the fishermen used to actually, this was a mud delta. We had oysters, lobster, clams. They, they had, when they recorded this area, when they first had people recording this area, they used to every evening gather, they said thousands of white sand crabs in this area. Every night. Wow. Fishermen, they spoke of, didn't the need nets. They just reached into the water and grabbed up the bounty right in in this area. What do we have here?
0: It's a marina now.
1: Yeah, a filthy marina. Yeah. Hawaiians did that? I don't think so.
0: No, I think you're right. Now, you were saying to me that there's some interesting geological, geophysical physical, maybe... Um, Uh, things that occur in Waikiki beach area we were we were talking a few years ago Mm -hmm. at the uh, Moana Surfrider which is now a very upscale western hotel beautiful old colonial looking building it's the first Um, uh,
1: hotel in Waikiki
0: the first hotel and uh, I think it used to host live radio broadcasts in the days when radio was king my
1: uncles were part of it yeah yeah Hawaii calls
0: now What happens out in the water there? You were telling me that there's an interesting phenomenon that you can...
1: uh Well, I'm not sure if it's a phenomenon, but we have... uh, Waikiki is named uh, Waikiki because of what happens here. It's spouting water, and that's for all the fresh water springs that bubble up along the sand, from the sand along the beach, uh, the entire area. There are a couple areas that have a more presence of that uh, spring mm-hmm. um, there's one in front of the not far from the Moana hotel uh, there's one in front of the Halikulani. The one in front of the Halikulani is known as Kabeheve. and that's a healing uh, waters. and you can tell because that area has no coral present. Uh-huh. Uh, another one is in front of the um, uh, Kaimana Beach Hotel
0: okay so you and you did say that if you knew where you could put your head underwater and get a gulp of fresh water yeah in the sea you
1: can actually see the the fresh water bubbling up really and there's some areas that are quite strong I wouldn't suggest you doing no, it. But no,
0: no, But it's it's interesting, isn't it?
1: But you can tell it's because it's much colder than the rest of the water.
0: Yeah. Okay. And at the end of a day's fighting, as the some of the uh, tribes may have done here, they would gather in these waters to sort of soothe their aching muscles, well, would they?
1: Well, that area Alkabehbehir was used as a healing. It wasn't. Uh, Battle and let's head down to Kavehevehe. Let's go bubble up something. Yeah. No, it wasn't that way at all. It was an entire process right. that they, uh, if if it was deemed um, available, they would they would start early. They they'd have to get the uh, uh, a seaweed. It's called Kala, the that seaweed, and make a lay. And that lay was adorn will adorn them. And it's not only for the warriors, it was for those that ailed. Uh, but that uh, color, which is the root word of forgiveness, uh, would take care of the um, spiritual uh, healing. There's things that people do to, that would bring sickness to them. Jealousy is one big deal, mm. you know, that if jealousy is sent to someone, they will get ill. So that takes care of that part. The waters actually do the healing, physical healing, and that process is done. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't just a, and a an we, you know, from battle and mm. you know, go down and get rid of it, no. i have
0: given you the tabloid version <laughs> of the story, I think. I suppose so. Yeah. So Joe, um, if uh. people who run events, conferences uh, here in Hawaii, and there's lots of them occur, and lots do involve Australians, yeah. if they want to um, get some history of, uh, of this destination from someone like yourself, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, actually, the I, I belong to a group of uh, that my mentor, Dr. George Kanaheli started, along with uh, his dear friend, Dr. Kenny Brown, uh, called Native Hawaiian Hospitality Association, NAHA. They have a site, and they can contact the people there, and they, uh, we have a, a director and an assistant director that I work with uh, here in Waikiki, that contacts me, okay. and then we set it up. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I think that sounds really interesting for people who are in that uh, the meetings or well, the mice space, as yeah, we sometimes sort of yeah. refer to it, or business events in Australia, uh, to add uh, a bit of cultural richness to to uh, mm-hmm. a meeting. Well, it and works uh, out
1: really well. Uh, we did w- an event at the Kulani, which was perfect because of the significance of the area. And we even had the group involved in uh, uh, chanting and dancing with my wife who is a kumu and my daughter who is a laka'i, teaching them. And then at the end of this morning opening, we had them doing uh, a form of hula. To uh, something that they they learned that would be significant in the beginning of their conference, mm. which was uh, quite successful.
0: I think I did some hula. Maybe it was with your wife.
1: Well, I hope not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she was teaching no. a group of us <laughs> no. uh, at the Hilton. Uh, oh. When oh, no, I maybe know. it was at the same time as I'm not sure you did the breakfast. I n- no, I'm
1: not sure. Anyway,
0: it, uh, it was certainly the Hawaiian <laughs> culture is a is a wonderful culture. I've experienced it over Thank a number you. of years. I don't think I've taken on quite enough of it to uh, to speak like an Hawaiian. I'm, no, not yet. I'm no, always no, going to be an we'll Aussie. Work on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Graham Kemlow there in conversation in 2018 with Kumuja Rekka on the shores of Waikiki.
0: This is the Travel Rider Show on Air 88FM in Melbourne.